What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the LWE Podcast. Lee Collins here, and I'm continuing my Panther Player Spotlight series with another former Abbeville Panther player, uh, a member of the Newberry Wolves, and now a member of the Emerald High School Fighting Vikings <laughs> coaching staff, along with his awesome dad, Mr. Tad DuBose. I got Doobie DuBose here at Casa de Collins on Collins Acres in my own on my own little paradise here. So how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm blessed. How are you, Lee? I'm doing good. I figured I'd give you a little nature backdrop, birds, oh, yeah. cicadas, you know, the works. Can't work. beat this. <laughs> after, after a rousing day of, of COVID conditionals. COVID conditioning. That's the best in the world. <laughs> Oh, I know. So, how you been doing, man? I'm good, man. I just uh, finished up. I finished up school at Newberry in May. Yep. Um, played ball there, lettered for three years. Graduated my degree in sport management. Um, I was recently hired as the inside linebacker coach at Emerald mm-hmm. by none other than Tad DeBose. <laughs> <laughs> and I recently just got a position as a full time sub teacher at Emerald. So. Okay. Things are starting to fall into place for me. Now, are you are you done with school, or are you still trying to do something else after you're working on some other stuff? Or? I'm going to get a master's degree yeah. eventually, but uh, now, now do you want to get into teaching and stuff? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Well, um, cool thing about Newberry is it's it's a nice little paradise in itself, and it's and it's a little I love it little carved out piece of uh, of the upstate here, and um, uh, call, call it Abbeville Light because we we had a lot of Abbeville up there. Little pipeline now. Yes, it is. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that, talk about college days and all that stuff like that. But I wanna I wanna take it all the way back first and foremost because as you said, um, you know you, you you've been a football person all your life. You've grown up. I don't know if you had a football in the cradle, but I would imagine it was pretty close to you. It was in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't know I don't know how you didn't if you if it wasn't the case. But um, you growing up. You know, your dad's a football coach, former football player. So I imagine football was a lot of the conversations growing up early on. And do you remember your first football era experience as far as your playing with a young youngster? First thing I remember about just football in general with my dad was this is actually before he was at Abbeville. He was still coaching at Cowan Falls. Yep. And you remember Cowan Falls back in the day used to come out the woods. Right. They used to run out the woods, and I got to run out with them, and I'd run out with them run straight to my grandfather and go sit in the stands. That's all I can really remember about those days because I was one or two years old. But right, I do right. remember that. Yeah. But I do remember him when he told me he was going to Abbeville. I was actually mad at him because at that point, all yeah. I knew was Calum Falls. Right. <laughs> so I was mad at him for a while, but then he started taking me around Abbeville and I fell in love with the place. And you are, you are a member of the illustrious Abbeville Ball Boy alumni. Yes. That has been a pipeline itself. It is a pipeline in its own. <laughs> you know, if you go back and did, you can do, you know, we just did an all-decade team. You can do an all-ball-boy uh, all all team here and probably be balanced out about the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you definitely could. I, I'm thinking back before it was me, it was like Levi Culver, Cody White, and all of them. Tyler Bulls, Forrest Tyler Grice. Bulls, Forrest Grice. That's the first ones I remember. Yeah. And I don't know who's doing it now. It's probably going to be a future star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got um, – you got all these kids that, you know, and we talk about this a lot. And unless you've grown up and you've been a part of Abbeville and the traditions and stuff that we kind of created, and especially these last 10 years or so, you know, it always fires me up because 
you get to see the kids who have, and I've been able to watch a lot of Abel football, the kids who are the fans, mm-hmm. who are looking up at larger-in-the-life superheroes okay. as they walk down that, that pathway and down that, down those steps and, and down there high-fiving and stuff like that. And then those guys transform into those superheroes. And it's just a cool experience. It's very cool. I remember when I was the ball boy, I was looking up to guys like Quay Gilchrist, mm-hmm. Darrell Elmore, Jimmy Thaxon, and those guys, and then Trey McAllister, Colton Lawless, Quay Watt, Tyler Bowles, and then next thing I know, I'm I'm them. So it, it is yeah. a crazy experience, but it's real cool. How how cool was it to kind of see that early on? Because you know when Coach Nichols came in, and your dad was there with him as well, and um, you know. We had kind of been in a little bit of a lull there after Coach Botts passed away, trying to get some things worked yeah. out. But then it got to be winning started to be in yeah. pretty regular because, you know, we, we go undefeated in the regular season, but then couldn't get past the playoff round. So you got to see it. You didn't get to see a lot of bad things early no, on. No, I don't ever remember having a losing season until I actually got to high school. I remember we'd always lose maybe one or two yeah. in the regular season, and we'd get to about third round, but we taste it. We'd almost be there to get to that burst of that state title. We'll always come up short, and it was just, man, yeah, it's crazy. And I remember, I remember my earliest memories of meeting you and knowing you when you were a little boy were you were wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, and you come up in the press box on a Thursday night while the JV games were being played, and you were just you let me know about wrestling <laughs> because we found out we had a connection with wrestling. And you were telling me all about WWE and everything like that. And then we started incorporating some stuff, you know, along the years with with Ric Flair and and wrestling music and things of that nature. Um, Which, by the way, that's IE exclusive. I'm just saying. (laughs) But, but you know, it was cool because you just... You just love life, man. You 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 were all boy and loving life, and and it was just cool having those conversations because we sit there and have conversations about wrestling. And I'm sitting there, PA and announcing the JV games and stuff like that. So talk about like middle school days and stuff. Now, did you play rec ball? I did. You played rec ball. So who was your coach in rec ball days? It was always BB and Hog. Yeah. Always BB and Hog, except one year actually, my dad and Coach Pelfrey were our coach because nobody else would coach us. And we needed a coach, so they took time out of their busy schedule coaching high school ball, and it helped us do that. But other than that, BB and Hall, yeah, they were our guys all the way through. We were good. Yeah, you got a good group of guys to grow up with, and then you get uh, a chance to. It doesn't happen a lot. You get a chance to start as a freshman. Did you start, or did you? You I were did. on the team. You were on varsity team I as did. a freshman. But did you, did you start that first game? Was it against not, Greenville? Not the first game. Okay, I couldn't remember. I right started off. against Clinton. Okay. Because Breon and whoever else was in front. No, Breon had got hurt, and I was Breon's backup. So I got I you. Had to, we were actually talking about that this morning. We were talking about how I got thrown to the Wolves that game. Yeah. Because we knew second or third play of the game, they were running nice, so right at me. Yeah. They did, and they put me on the back of my head, but I got right back up. Yeah. But because I mean, I Clinton was was they three were, yards and raw bone. Yeah, they they didn't care. They was just old school. Yeah, they, they physical were, nasty. Very physical. Um, but you but but you got into that experience mm-hmm. right out of the gate yeah. as a high school player, and so that there was a lot. <laughs> say it mildly, there was a lot that had gone on before the season ever started with that, and just you know we had the we had the kind of the last minute transfer of Kelly Bryant, mm-hmm. Joseph Battle. Uh, a yeah. guy who you grew up playing with gets 
put into that role. So he was also kind of thrown into yeah. that situation. Not that he couldn't handle it, but I don't think that was the original plan. No, it and, wasn't. Uh, so talk a little bit about that because you guys are going into that season and just come off of state championship 2012 where we, where we lost to Bishop England. Mm-hmm. So we knew we were going to have a lot of graduation after that. That senior class yep. was just they were crazy. great. So basically this is kind of a a rare Abbeville kind of reboot, reload kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, we weren't really thinking it was going to be that much of a rebuild because we were thinking we still got Kelly. We're yeah. going to be good. We still had the pieces there, we thought, and then we lost Kelly, I want to say, like a month before the season started, and that kind of threw everything for Luke because he was our offense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in battle, we had, we were grooming him, I think, not we. They were grooming him <laughs> to be the quarterback eventually, but not then. Yeah. We still had Kelly for another two years. We were thinking Battle would be the guy our senior year, and he'd be ready by then. But he got thrown into it very early. We had to start – I think we started a, like eight sophomores that season. Yeah. Just because we got to about halfway through the year, and we said, well, it's time to start building toward the future. Yeah. So we did. We started about eight guys in my class as sophomores. And, yeah, we had some downtimes. There were down years. So, 2013 and 2014, yeah. those two years were really tough because we had a lot of injuries, too. Yeah, we lost we some did. guys with some did. injuries. I know Khalil, uh, I think Khalil Fuller got hurt. Did he, or, or ben Trey. Ben Trey got ben hurt Trey towards, towards ACL. ACL. Okay. Couldn't Week remember. the season started. Yeah. Our junior And he was a big – he was counting big on loss. to be a big part. That was a big loss. And we, we didn't realize how big a loss was until we got into 2013. You never got to really see what he could do till his senior year. Right. Because he had back, didn't he have back to back years where he had hurt? Because he had he had double D surgery. Yeah, he hurt his back our sophomore year, I yeah. think, because he played JV, and then his he had he got diagnosed like scoliosis. Yeah, I don't know exactly. And then yeah, he tore his ACL in practice the next year, right before the season started, and so yeah, we missed him for like two years. And everybody kind of forgot how good he was. Yeah, he was great. And you guys. Had a couple of big moments in those two years, though, because, um, you know, I remember the game going down to Batesburg. Batesburg had had just beat us really bad early in the year. Uh, they were – they just won state championship, I think. Was that a year before yeah, they, they won, won state? And so, here we are. We're going down there, and it's kind of old-school Abbeville Batesburg rivalry in the playoffs. Cool. And uh, we, we, we knock them off, and Sly Harris – gets to the outside and scores a touchdown late and we walk it off with a win tell me about that game what do you remember about that game i remember it was about 40 degrees <laughs> shivering cold um well going back to the first time we played them still to this day one of the best running backs that not to not play at Abbeville, one of the best i saw in high school terrence wilson i got to he know solid. him i got to know him a little bit down the road playing the north south game with him and stuff he had People don't realize it, but he had two carries, 174 yards, two touchdowns in that game mm-hmm. to start the game. So, yep. I mean, they they thumped us. And we were – we said that ain't happening no more. Yeah. And we knew – Coach Nick had told us all week, they're right for the picking, guys, if we just go down there and play our game. And we did. Yeah. We pulled it off. That's that's a top three game for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just – it was electric. And, um, you know, and I think we had another another postseason win against Saluda at Saluda too, when yeah, they had the year before. had a really good, uh, big defensive line. College DL. Uh, you know, those Dexter Wyman, I think yeah, it was. He was and, one of them. Um, and so we went down there and kind of shot them too. So, so that group of guys, the guys that you grew up with, your senior class, you, you get you guys got some taste of yeah. 
those big wins. And then that takes us kind of rolling in from that to 2015. So take me back to the start of that season because we get Ben Trey back. We know we're going to have him. Battle's already been quarterbacking. Uh, we've got experience. You've been playing linebacker. Got some other guys around that have been playing. Um, got these two young guys, TJ Rogers, Junior Rapley, mm. in the backfield. Co- young Courtney Jackson is coming yeah. up. So, what was the mindset of that 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 season as you guys were going in? What what can you remember? I just, we remember in 2014, we felt we felt the tide start to turn later as the year went on. Because we played tough schedules. Yes, we did. That was back when. Black and blue reasons, what I call it. Yeah. That's what it was. Everybody could have won state in that yeah. region. Um, we just we felt tight turning, and we busted our butts in the weight room and in conditioning that whole winter and summer. We knew if we if we go out there and we do this thing the right way, we we could be special. And we knew we had the core guys there the year before. We had the core guys in our class that could that could be something special. We just didn't know we had coming behind us. Right. Lord, did we ever not know. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They went on a run after that. <laughs> uh, we knew TJ was going to be really good because he had played a few snaps sure. the year before. And he was like a slot guy for us. And we knew he was going to be electric. We didn't know how good Junior was going to be. Yeah. And Junior just came out that year. He showed out. People said his breakout year was the year after. I disagree. I thought he had, he had a breakout yeah. year that year. He won that 96 game. Well, and then <laughs> I, I I said it in the podcast uh, – that I did with Benji, I, I thought Khalil Fuller was that the anchor yeah. of that backfield because he was a guy who, number one, great, great human being, love him, um, and the fact of he was probably one of the most selfless players out there. Absolutely, you give him the rock, he's going to run hard and he's probably going to run over you, but one of the best blockers too. So he was able yes. to help those guys kind of really get developed. Some, yes. you know, in a in a big way. So you take all those guys, you take battle, you take that offensive line. That had kind of shaped together and stuff, and so you guys, you guys kind of had that mix together. Oh yeah, best of the old, best of the new. And 2015 will always be remembered for two streaks being ended. Hmm. Brock Lesnar ended the Undertaker streak. That one hurts me to this day. <laughs> and then had a little team Christ Church that came in. Now I want to go back to the year before, so we go to Christ Church. Yes. And play Christchurch at Christchurch. They had this was in the middle of their fifty-five game run. Yes. They had won a couple state championships. We go up there, and I and you help me if I'm wrong. But we were down. Was it twenty-one nothing or twenty-eight nothing? We were down twenty-one nothing a half. Okay. And then so we just mount this furious comeback and start grinding them and grinding them. And you could say they were hating it. They were. They didn't like what we were doing to nah, them. No, <laughs> we were pounding them, pounding them, and ended up losing the game. But I remember specifically walking out of that game and seeing some of their fans and hearing some of their fans, we got to go there next year. Yes. <laughs> and so you guys probably had to think about that too because y'all remember that game. We remember. And then they hear they're coming in. So this was like the first big opportunity for you guys to make a statement. So take me into that game because that, that had that had a play. I had a state championship feel to it. Yeah, we were uh, laser focused that whole week because we were on our senior class. We had a good group of leaders. It wasn't just one or two of us. Right. It was all of us. We all had been through the down times, and we just kept saying this week, we remember what happened last year. We we felt like they kind of disrespected us because mm-hmm. we played a good game with them against them in the second half, and they just kind of they ran out on the field like they had won Super Bowl, and we were 1-4 at the time. Now, granted, they had just won that streak or whatever they yeah. had done, 
but we just kind of felt like they, don't, they ain't showing us the respect we deserve so we were laser focused and we were ready to go that yeah. game and it, and it, and it kind of started early it was it was a little bit of back and forth and then I remember Khalil returned to kickoff yeah. and it's in the second half and yeah. that kind of felt like nail in the coffin yeah because they had come out and scored and then he returned to kickoff and then it felt like okay we got we got a lot of momentum now and then turnovers Turnovers, and you even got screwed I caught, up one. I, I caught made the news. I caught me a pick, and then tripped over on my, both my left <laughs> got feet. Got sniped from upstairs. I saw nothing but green grass and pylon. And I was like, I got this. And then, and the thing about it was, is you kind of like, it's almost kind of like you you put pineapple out of a tree because you went up and palmed the ball with two hands crazy out thing, of the air. Crazy thing about that was that whole week we had been preparing for that exact pass route and my dad he was the db coach he kept telling me in seven on seven he's like you get back here and you cover this spot right here they're gonna throw the ball to you and you're gonna catch a pick this week i said whatever y'all say this every week but he kept stressing that stressing that lo and behold hits me in the face man (laughs) all right and uh but people don't realize if a defensive guy picks the ball up intercepts it there's probably a gazillion amount of energy and testosterone that brain rushes you, right? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're thinking, I'm going to score. Got to. I'm not laying down. I'm going to score. And uh, But, man, a lot of, lot, of, lot of turnovers in that game, and it was dominating. Yes. And it made a statement. It did. And I think it was kind of like it let everybody know, especially in the upper state, like, okay, Abbeville's – We're back. They're back, and they're serious about it. And so we'll get into the season, and – get into as you said the region was very difficult very tough um had to make a trip to strong thurman didn't even win the region yeah and 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 that's what i was going to get to because that trip to strong thurman that game just you it was something about i remember driving to the game and it was kind of misty semi-rain hurricane yeah we had we had some inclement weather but it just didn't feel something didn't feel off it felt off and it just wasn't one of the games and you i remember hearing you saying about how it was after that game Mm -hmm. When you felt like, okay, we're going to put our foot down now. I remember it clear as day. We First of all, while it felt weird, we had had to move the kickoff up from 7.30 to like 5. We kicked off like two hours early that right. day because of the hurricane. Because of the weather, yeah. And we just didn't play a good game at all. And that was like our second loss in a row. But I remember clear so we played day, Union County yeah, too. Yep. They had beat us in the last four minutes of that game. They had Shia Smith, great player. Yeah. But I remember Queer's Day, we'd get on the bus after that game, and people were just down. Some people were acting like they didn't really care. And I was, Khalil looked at me, and he stood up and said, man, I'm tired of this. He said, we ain't going back to what we were. He said, we're turning this thing around. He said, we ain't losing another game. Yeah. And then the rest of us kind of joined us. Like, yeah, we this we had enough of this. We didn't took enough to the chin. We, we want to take it to people now. Yeah. And... Yes, you could say the rest is history. Right, and then and then what people a lot of people forget too is because this was when we were having two state champions, mm-hmm. in one A and two A, and so we knew that in the playoffs we were going to have some some repeat games. Yeah. The way the bracket was set up and the way everybody finished, didn't realize what kind of gauntlet that was going to be. <laughs> going through with it, um, so Baseburg was the first one up. Yes. Right? No. Or yes. Do, yes, we played Facebook first. In the playoffs. And had played them in the season. We handled them in the regular season. Yeah. And uh, they come to our place, and, man, you talked about it. It was just an incredible game. Blockbuster. <laughs> Great game that comes down to uh, 
a, basically a fourth down play. And uh, is TJ? It was it was it was Junior, junior. Radley, just like his dad in '91 at Chesney. Yeah, it was the same exact scenario. And the thing about it, because I went back and watched a little bit of that game, is like we ran that toss like all game long. And yes, everybody. And I think play. everybody in the stadium knew, okay, it's going to be a toss somewhere, form or fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and he literally just popped it right in there, Ooh. and place went nuts. Like a bomb dropped, and okay, we're still alive, we're good, and then we go on to play Saluda, and then that kind of started these, you know, like heavyweight matchups with Saluda here that ran for four or you five knew that years. That was going to be a matchup every year. Every, every year, and they had Malik Brooks, who was an outstanding running back. Great running back. Um, and they were up and coming, new coach and everything, and you could feel that they were kind of on the rise and stuff. But go through that game, and that's the Upper State Championship game. Yes. So. So you know you're close. So, so during that game, do you remember anything that kind of stood out to you as far as just getting through that? Because that was kind of back and forth, really low score and tight game too. Uh main thing. One of the biggest things I remember about that game was that was my last game in the high. And I, I wouldn't say I gave my life to that place, but majority of my life at that point had been lived down there in that place. You spent a lot of hours in that stadium. Yes, I did. And not necessarily football related either. Cause yeah, just, <laughs> I mean, I cut the grass there for about 10 years. <laughs> but I just remember coming out of there. I was, We were about to come out of the locker room, and I'm sitting there, and it hit me. I'm like, dude, this is the last time you're doing this. Mm. And I just remember tears just started streaming down my face. And we were coming through there. We had to get a police escort to the step, steps that night because it was just so Crowded. packed. Yeah. I had never seen a game that packed since, like, the 08 Lincoln County game. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm bawling my eyes out, trying to get it together, getting to the top of the steps. And then I get to the top of the steps, and then something hit me, and it just is like, all right, it's game time. That went away, yeah. and then we went and handled business. But yeah. I just remember that game. That was, if you want to find a textbook version of how to run that Advil offense, turn on that film. Yeah. Because they held the ball the entire first half. Mm-hmm. We had like 10 snaps on defense in the first half of that game. Yeah, made our job easy. So, yeah, I just remember it was just we just held the ball, held the ball. I was just like, man, I don't even get to play tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, and and get that win. So to win an upper state championship, um, you know, been a couple of years, and I always I always like to ask guys because, like you said, that was the last home game. You knew that was the last home game, so you go out. That's your last home game memory. But I always like to ask you. Like ask the guys the week of a state championship, mm-hmm. school, just day to day because it's a different week, man. <laughs> There's a lot of distractions um, and stuff to go along with that. I knew something different when I had I was taking AP calculus at that point, and that was one of the harder classes I took in high school. And our teacher, I'm not gonna say names, but <laughs> he wasn't one, he wasn't one to ever really say, "Oh, it's we got a football game. I'm not gonna." Can't, I'm not going to give you a test. That week, he didn't give us a test. He said, we're not going to give you a test that week. I was like, okay, this yeah, is different. It's different. But uh, other than that, I don't really remember school that much that week. Yeah. I know we were out that Friday. We didn't go to school that Friday. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was different. But at practice that week, it we were we didn't care if it was our last game. We were – we had, me and Battle, not everybody, but we had, me and him, we had a conversation. I remember that Monday. And we said we we've had a taste of Benedict, but it wasn't a good one. Yeah. We ain't we ain't losing this game. Yeah. So we kind of relayed that to everybody, and 
we had a very, very good week of practice. Yeah, because the last Thursday practices generally are just more like a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. You kind of go down in the stadium mm-hmm. and you kind of go over some, some last-minute stuff, make sure everybody's square and lined up right and all this stuff like that. But um, I remember the thing that's been special with those 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 practices because you have an opportunity where the underclassmen kind of get to come and you, you get to get around the seniors and stuff. So that had to be a pretty emotional too. Yeah. I mean, Was that more emotional than, than the game, the last game, just having that last kind of official practice? Yeah, because we get to do – well, I wouldn't say it was more emotional, yeah. but it was just as emotional okay. because we had this traditional thing we got to do. If we knew this was our last practice, mm-hmm. not many people – I mean, around Abbeville now it's kind of a thing. You get you know when your last practice is, but now I'm just – when you get to have you, you notice your last practice, we did this thing called like a senior walk. Like you said, all the younger classmen, mm-hmm. they kind of line up and they basically escort the seniors off the field for their last time. And yeah, a flood of emotions happened yeah. that day. But I mean, they were all happy because I mean, we were going out on top. Yeah. And then we go back down to Benedict College. Um, we called it Abbey, we called it uh, Lower Abbeville. Um, <laughs> And which I, by the way, I, I've, I've been on record saying this. I think, especially for the one A two A teams, it's a perfect place. You can't do any. I wish they play all of them there. Yeah, but I don't think you could fit four A's in there. But yeah. if they could, it would be amazing. But I think, I think definitely your one A two A, and even maybe some three A there. I think you could do that. But definitely one A two A, the way they do it, and just the location, and yeah, you know, the first game's always a little early, but I just think the setting wise, it just makes it because you know I remember. <clears throat> Uh, I remember every crowd has been down there mm-hmm. for Abbeville game, and there were a couple. There are a couple times when they're different, especially when you're sitting on the visit side. But when we're sitting on the home side, man, it's just like unbelievable. And we were on the home side that yes, particular game. We were. Now this is this is kind of off topic from our team, but I remember the first year, 2010, mm. we were going down there. We were like Benedict, man, what, what is that? We get off. We had the early game. We mm-hmm. had like the 12 o'clock kickoff. I mean, we left Abbeville. I got to ride the bus that day before daylight. Mm-hmm. It was dark outside when we left. And when we got out there and we came out for stretching, packed. The whole town of Abbeville was sitting on that home side. It was just, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. It was it was so loud. Yeah. I was like, so this is what it's like to play in the valley? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think there was a combination of there was that bitter taste of 2012. Yeah. Because we got shut out and just. It just left a bad taste in everybody's mouth for for players and I think for the fans yeah. and the coaches too. I think the coaches were driven by that too. Yeah. And then you get in that and now it's hungry. Now we're playing and we're playing somebody we've already played so you know, okay, we beat this team earlier. feel like we're pretty good going into this but still just being there and having an opportunity because you know, you it's kind of like I said, it's, it's, your, it's your school hall moment right now. You're going to be on that school hall forever. Yeah. This is your opportunity, and so that game comes out, and <laughs> I say it was it was it was pretty amazing to see what happens because it, it got to be a little bit of a score fest early on, yeah, um, a little bit back and forth. But man, battle, he battle was he was great. all over the place, made throws, made runs, um, you know, and talk to me a little bit about that game because that that had to feel good because it it didn't it never felt like there was any panic. Mm-mm. Even when they scored, never felt like there was any panic any time. It felt like everything was just cruise control. Yeah. Well, like everything you did was going to work. One of the things I remember from like a schematic standpoint as far as football goes was 
we had told our our coaches that week told us linebackers we're going to cheat y'all up to four and a half because they're running the ball. They're not going to throw it much. We're going to get y'all a little closer so you can get up in there and stuff. We took that by about third quarter. We were two yards. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, my dad still gives me crap because the only play they had that night was the trap. That yeah. is a, every touchdown they score. If you go back and watch it, it's the trap. Yeah. And it was because we were lined up so close. Yeah. We couldn't stop the trap. And to this day, I still get crap. Oh well, I think Silver Bluffs has score off the trap again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still got the ring, so. <laughs> But you know, somebody's like, "Well, I can't give you too much. Can we give a little praise, Dad? Just a little bit, you know." But it was it was a great game. It was a great atmosphere, Um, and it was pretty it was pretty dominating. uh, If you go back and look at it, and again, a gauntlet. I mean, I can't remember a time where you played three teams in the regular season and you have to turn around and beat those same three teams. (laughs) And it was just crazy how that fell into place. But uh, it felt good because felt like we had gotten rid of the bad taste from 2012 we had kind of reemerged and you guys as seniors mm-hmm. that's that that was that was kind of that that first step into what we knew was coming because you said earlier you knew what you knew now what was coming up behind it and you felt like okay we didn't we didn't kind of laid the driveway and the foundation now and all now it's brick by brick now mm-hmm. and so so how was that with your talk to me some about some of your teammates because you talked a little bit about balance so who were some of the guys that really to this day, you kind of still kind of uh, stay connected with. Obviously, I'm still close to my cousin Ben Thompson. Yeah, um, he was anchor on the line. He was anchor on the line for three years. He's like my brother. We grew up together. Khalil Fuller, another one of my brothers. Yep. We still talk all the time. Ventre and me. I mean, honestly, I could sit there and name every guy from my class. Mm-hmm. We were all brothers. That's how tight knit that class was. Yeah. Like I said, we had been through worse and i think as you say y'all had endured probably as much adversity as a group yeah. as a class maybe than any other class that's come through there in a long time because of yeah. the injuries the, the the losing season the 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 just the, all the the changes everything you guys were kind of there through it thick and thin yeah and um i like i'm just going to say about khalil i feel like i'm not saying he's underappreciated I just think, like, because we've had so many good ones in the last decade. Mm-hmm. He was the lifeblood, I feel like, of that offense because, like you said, he blocked his butt off. Yeah, I he mean, was fierce, man. He was so unselfish, and he pushed me. And I always have respect for him because he pushed me at practice. Like, yeah. I knew if he was coming at me at practice, he's coming with everything. Well, he was kind of one of those guys where if you, if you had 11 of him, you'd be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't be touched by anybody. And I remember I, I got to know him and I got to know Red. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to talk about Red earlier, but he was such a great kid yes. too, a hard worker. Um, but I got to know them real good. We went down to FCA retreat down in Garden City, and I drove the bus, and they were on the bus with me and stuff like that. And um, I remember I got to know them, and I was like, man, if, if all the guys were like this and playing together, I mean, just brotherhood, just loving each oh, yeah. other. And and I thought a lot about him then, and and I was really proud of him. And like he I said, he, like you're right, I think he's probably one of the more underappreciated guys um, during this this last decade of stuff. Um, you talk about Ben Trey, what a great athlete. Um, you know, he's obviously second generation guy, yeah. and had to come uh, overcome adversity. Um, but to see him kind of succeed, that had to probably feel good too. Oh yeah, as a classmate. Yeah. Uh, ben Trey was he was our dog when we were in rec league. He was our guy. Mm-hmm. And then when he got he got his ankle really hurt in middle school. We always were worried 
what if he's not the same? And then I think he proved a lot of his doubter wrong. Yeah. That senior, he came out. Because he, really, he played tight end too. He was yeah. he was on the line a lot. I mean, he led the state. People forget he led the state in all classifications and interceptions that year. Yep. He caught the. He still holds the record for the most picks in a game. Yep. Like, Sun Gun <laughs> caught everything. Yeah. Whatever was five feet around him, he was gonna catch that ball. I, I still can remember that that catch he had against Chesney. Yes. Off the helmet. Right. Off the helmet. Behind the bat. Still yep. to this day is the craziest catch I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Cannot speak highly enough of Entrey. I love him. Had 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 some uh, had some great games, uh, and and really, and the other thing about it too is you know, kind of stepping out a little bit into another another pool of water, but your class was a part of something that was rare too, and having two state championships with with the basketball team yeah. winning, and that was their very first, and those guys are on that team, yeah. and, and I think Taquan Moore and yeah. and, and Javon Belcher and TJ and all those guys, the guys that you have been playing with, and so now and the people don't realize when Abbeville is like. Football season rolls right into basketball. There is no like preseason basketball. It's just yeah, there there's you just tell us what we're gonna do. Um, so that had to be cool too. It was very cool to see that. It almost makes me wish to the day that I played basketball. I wouldn't ever touch the court, but just to be a part of that because they were good, man. I mean, we always. I remember when we were growing up, we'd always go to the rec the rec league place and we'd play ball all the time, pick up, and just seeing them go out there and winning a state title in basketball. Just yeah. that, it was. Crazy. Well, Tyree Collier was on that yes. team as well, um, and but I, I remember you yeah, battling Ventre as long as they were on the court. Oof. It was uh, you had a good chance of winning. You fill it up. Um, and so that was a great memory. I wanna, I wanna, you know, we, we kind of talked about that senior, year, and I want to get to your your college days and give me a little bit of, you know, kind of feedback on that because a lot of people may not know a lot of mm-hmm. the thing because a lot of things change when you go yeah. from high school to college in more ways than one. Um, but especially in the football world and and, and dealing with classes and stuff like that talk to me a little bit about your family because you know obviously you've grown up in a football family Mm -hmm. football a family that has been supportive of a lot of sports yes uh you have relatives uh you know that have been successful in other sports Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so how important was it how cool was it to have all that experience you're seeing here especially with your dad because you and him have been kind of like side by side through everything um that was just real special and um part of the things looking back on it now just looking back at what's happened since then, that being the last season my grandmother, Pidgey, she Pidge. got to see. And that was really the last season Poops got to see too because he never really got to go to the games after Pidgey passed. But that was that was really a really special thing because we didn't know it then, but she'd be gone six months later. And our motto that whole season was more cowbell. And we didn't mean it as in like, right. Will Ferrell, I need more cowbell. <laughs> we, had it, we had it in the phrase as in, we're just gonna keep keep hitting you yeah. like that cowbell. We're just not gonna stop. And that's just it's just looking back on it, it's just one of the coolest things. Because I remember I seen a video. I think Mary Beth posted of the players going mm-hmm. over there and hugging her. Every Thursday, one by one. Every Thursday, P would come out and make cupcakes for the whole team. Yeah, she made cupcakes for the whole team with her numbers on. We'd eat them, give her a hug, and then when the playoffs started. We'd give her a hug for the game. And that was just our whole motto was more cowbell because we knew she was sick. Yeah, so just. That's why to this day, anytime I talk anything at it, then I'm putting hashtag more cowbell. Yeah. That just, it holds, that will always hold such a special place in my heart just because get to live in that with not only my dad, but them too. Because, yeah. like I said, you, you never know. And I mean, I just, 
and your mom, she's been right there. Yeah. She's been your biggest cheerleader. Your whole <laughs> to this day. To this day, your biggest cheerleader. And just to have that kind of support and you know, and your sisters and everything. It's just I think you've just been one of those situations where you've just been really blessed yes, to have, have so much love from so many different directions. And then to get Kimberly into yes. your family now, uh that has to be really special too. Oh, uh, we love Kimberly. Yeah. Kimberly's the greatest. And so um I think that's one of the things that always makes Abbeville football great. It's, it's been a family thing. It is. Uh, look at all these guys that have come along in the second, third generation. we got third generation yeah, now. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. And um, so, obviously, you take that next step. You get to go to Newberry College mm-hmm. and get the opportunity to go there and not only continue education but continue football. So, talk to me a little bit about the Newberry days because – you know, it's a lot different than the high school it, days. It is a lot different. <laughs> it's it's more business-like there, I'll tell you that. That's one of the things I had to adjust to when I first got there. I because you were senior, you're yeah. top, top of the, the world, yeah. king of the world, yeah. and then you're right back down to the, yeah. <laughs> to the bottom. Um, but, like, the, the weirdest thing about it was just how tight-knit everything was at Abbeville. We were all brothers. We all just loved each other. And then you get to Newberry, you don't know anybody. And yeah. it's not, I'm not knocking it. It's just that's not how it was there. Everything right. was more business-like because you're playing college football. Mm-hmm. You have to win games. Yeah. So that was just a big adjustment for me. And I got red-shirted my freshman year. And we ended up winning the conference that year. So we, I came in, I was like, man, it's going to keep getting rings, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the next year I got a chance to play some. Um, I actually got to start against Carson Newman, one of the top teams in our conference, and we actually beat them. It's probably one of the better games I had mm-hmm. in my college career. Um, we had a few down years, and um, I played all three of my last years at linebacker. Um, and I, mean, I had a great time. What we lacked in wins, I made some of the best friends mm-hmm. I've ever had in my life, and I will have the rest of my life. And we talked about it's, it's kind of been like a little Abbeville yeah. pipeline, too. A lot of Abbeville guys have yeah, come up there that have is. been with you through that process, too. So, that had to feel good to have yeah, some friendly some faces. faces. Yeah, <laughs> old Wody. Wody. Yeah. Wody, actually, it's crazy. You're saying it's a pipeline, and it kind of is, because the house I lived in when I was in college, Wody just moved into. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, so she's just, continuing on. And we got a few guys, I think, coming this year. I'm not I, – yeah. I, I don't know who exactly – I know Carson Smith is because when he took his visit, yeah. I was his chaperone. So yeah. they kind of made sure I made – Well, he's he's a beast, man. He, is. he He had a great Big run. Big kid. And uh, he, he'll be able to contribute, I think, very well up there. Yeah. Um, but, but you're talking about – I mean, I guess in the sense of – you know the build up to a to a Friday night football game mm-hmm. is just different. Yeah, very different. And it, I guess with the college situation, you still have a build up, but it's the the I want to say the the hoopla, the the, the bells and whistles is just not the it's same. It's not is the it? same, especially when you are up in some mountain in Tennessee <laughs> and it's forty degrees and you got to play at eleven o'clock that morning. Yeah. You're waking up at 6.30 to get ready to play football. Yeah, there ain't no 7.30 kickoff. <laughs> Very rarely. See, we never played it. I never played in – only played in one night game my entire college career. Wow. At Newberry has – we didn't do night games. I don't know yeah. why, but we never did. We always had like 1 o'clock kickoffs. The latest we ever had a home game was 4 o'clock. But this year, the first year I get going, they have 6 o'clock kickoffs now. <laughs> so – I'm not saying I'm coming back. Hey, I'm just playing. Listen, listen. It's 2020. What do you expect? I it's, mean, it's yeah. You're right. I mean, I, I saw this morning in the news. Mike Tyson's wanting to fight a shark in Shark Week. I mean, it's 2020. 
I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta roll with the punches. So everybody's uh, doing things different. But um, it's, yeah, it's it's different. Playing but so, how would you rate your overall experience in college? Because it was different. But I mean, obviously, give, give you an opportunity to get your education yes. and put you in the position where you are now. So. Um, I'll always be grateful for Newberry. I mean, it gave me a lot of things. Mm. I mean, it gave me a chance to further my education, continue to live the dream and play football, which I think it was. Um, met great people. I met my girlfriend there. Um, made some best friends from there. I mean, obviously there's some things I would do different as anybody would. Sure. But, but you got to learn. Loved it. You, loved you, it. You get to be on your own. Yeah. And even though you're not terribly far away, you still kind of semi-independent mm-hmm. on your own and stuff. So it is. It's, it's it's the most important, you know, I tell people, it's either the most important year to five years of your life, depending on how, <laughs> <laughs> depending on how things work out. <laughs> and I actually, I don't think many people know this, I actually had another year of eligibility yeah. to play, but um, I suffered a few concussions while I was in college, because to be honest, I don't know how many I had in high school. We didn't, that was just getting your bell rung. Yeah. You get hit hard, you get up and play again. That's just how it was. But then I got to college, and they, they were more... They look for that more often, and I think I had like three in the last year. Wow! And I had one against. I got one last season, and that the kind the lights went out for that whole day. It was kind of scared me. Yeah. And then I never really came back the same, playing wise. And I just, I said it's best for me to. Yeah. So, I that's I graduated, and I had another year, but I didn't want to risk it. Yeah. Because. At the end of the day, I life was like, going to go on exactly. without football, yes. or not say without football, but it was going to go on yes. with other things to come. And I didn't want to damage them. Sure, exactly. Um, well, and that's, and that's a lot of maturity, maturity there to make that decision because it would be very, I don't want to say easy, but it would it be like not. you just I want to go and play, but to think about it and it's like okay, you know what could what could happen. I didn't have the same reckless abandon I used to have. <laughs> I used to run, be able to run in there and just throw my head in there. And I, after that last one, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and and that's that's the thing nowadays is people, you know, I, I, I hear all these conversations about playing with risk of this virus. I'm like, where do they think football was to begin with? I mean, you play with risk every time you step out there. So, I mean. And if you don't, you ain't playing it right. I mean, you, <laughs> you're, you're at risk anytime you play. This, this is say it's no different it is different but again you know i hear all that conversation when i hear about should they play should they not play i'm thinking these guys are are taking the risk anyway so uh things are going to happen um so so talk me into now you get into this position now your dad gets an opportunity to be a head coach at emerald high school um which i think was a great move for him a great hire for emerald because it's not like emerald has not had the the talent pool or the athletes it to happened. be able to uh, be competitive and, and, and be be winning. But now you get an opportunity to see him come over there and kind of instill a little bit of what you guys got to grow up and experience. Yeah. And not only that, you get to go over there and be a part of that with the staff, Quay Gilchrist, another former guy. So talk to me about the process with that because I imagine as much as, as you guys love Abbeville, um, it's got to be cool to have a, yeah. a fresh perspective. It is. It's, it's a clean slate right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. Um, there's actually a few guys that have had experience now. Darrell Elmore. Right. He's our running back coach. John Mark Scruggs. He has experience That's right. I forgot about there. that. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's different because I was always growing up. We hated him. But yeah. Um, 
Well, I used to hate the fact that they never considered us a rival, and I, yeah. I guess because we won so many. But I don't know. <laughs> but I, but that was just then. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I was like, twelve miles. It's a natural rivalry. Yeah. You play I, every it year. Was, it got to be where it was when we were in school. Sure. Yeah. Um. Because they but, had some, they had some guys that come through there. I mean, Gaysavanka. I mean, Deal was in there. Yeah. I mean, so they had some really good talented players. Um, of course, they had like thirty thousand kickers. Yeah. You always got a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> um. We, like you said, we the talent's there. It always has been. It's just you gotta get them motivated. And if there's, I don't think there's a better motivator in this world than uh, my father. Yep. I feel like he could motivate this chair to go play football <laughs> if he had to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's gonna take some time. We're gonna get it turned in the right direction. I hope. Though. Yeah. I'm excited. And, and I know it's it's <laughs> among other things, but just to have everything be kind of flip flop right now yeah. too, and not have things being traditionally normally what yeah. you would have been doing because I mean you didn't really even get to get a spring no, in, at all spring. and you know he was coming into that situation uh, so I imagine a lot of intentional relational kind of stuff yeah. has been going on through this process trying to get to know the guys that you're going to have yeah. and what have you seen from those guys here early on um, through this because I, I imagine from a student perspective I mean it's it's kind of frustrating but it's also a little fearful because you don't want to like not be able to play at all yeah um I'll say this about the kids. I came in back in January, when Dad first got there. He was in the weight room with them. I came in a few times and yep. watched them. And, I mean, they were working. I was like, man, these kids are working hard. It ain't like, I don't yeah. understand how they were one and nine. Yeah. And then I got around, and then they found out I was going to be their linebacker coach. And these kids just, they working, man. I mean, they... They know who my dad is. They know where he was, and they know what he's done. So I think they kind of they're buying into it because they want to be, they want to be what Abby was. Right. I mean, who doesn't? And so, not to mention the history and tradition that's yeah. right across the, the the side of town yeah. from them. Yeah, they want to claim that and, and get that too. They're hungry for it. Right. I'll give, they're very hungry for it, and they want it. And if they want it and they're hungry for it, we can work with that. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I have to say about it. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing is because. Um, get to a point where football is such a unique deal because you have the physical aspect of it but you got the mental aspect of it too and then trying to find the the right mesh with everything because you could be mentally locked in but physically might not be where you be or you could be physically dominant but mentally it's like oh that don't make sense why why are we doing that so now you now you're weaving that so from a coach's perspective that's got to be that's got to be fun to have that challenge it is because now I remember all the things that were being inputted into me. Now I got to pour back in. Yes. So yes. I imagine your, your your wheels are kind of constantly oh, turning. They, they've always. They, I'm, <laughs> I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking, can I do this drill different? Can I do this? Make them do that. Would that make them see this? And yeah. it, it never stops now. And I honestly, I haven't been doing it for only two or three months, but I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love my job. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything else I'd rather do. Yeah. Well, it's such a good thing, man. Like you said, to be and you got those guys around you that you grew up around, mm-hmm. Darrell, Clay, yeah, Coach Scruggs. Man, Coach Scruggs always loved Coach Scruggs. Um, you got a great nucleus and core who understand what it takes, and y'all are not going to take anything less <laughs> no. from than 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 their very best. And no. so I think I think all the way across the board, it's it's a good situation. And uh, obviously, we get to hopefully get the chance to possibly see Abbeville Emerald get to play here. Uh, this year um, I know right now we're still kind of we kind of got a little soft soft yeah we got update <laughs> to kind of look at but um, in that process you know 
you, you almost kind of have to still, in a way, kind of treat things normal, don't you? Yeah. Because you can't, like, not do something. I mean, we're going as in, we're going to play football. Right. We're going to practice in a month. That's that's our MO. We're, we're not making the kids think any other way because we don't want them to. Sure, because as soon as they have any kind of, like, that fault. Yeah, we want them to be prepared. Yeah. And so, so, it, so the work continues, and, and hopefully we get there. I want to take these last few minutes here because I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. Um, just to kind of cover a little bit else. Uh, and what we talked about earlier, man, you grew up loving wrestling. I do. You love still love wrestling, right? I know it's different now. It's but, so different now, I'll be honest with you. I, I can't – I don't really watch WWE much yeah. anymore. I can't – I'm not – I won't say I'm not a fan of the PG era, as they yeah. call it. But <laughs> – I grew up in the Attitude Era yep. and the Ruthless Aggression. Rock, Stone Cold. That's my stuff. Now, I do. I will say, I do like that AD, AEW stuff. Yeah. It's kind of more raw. Ball. They're a little bit. They're a little more different. Yeah. And and they've got kind of got full reign right yeah. now to do what they want to do. So, so I, I like what they got going on there, but I think I saw something where I, people were like, I'd rather watch videos of old wrestling. I watch videos of old wrestling more than I watch the new stuff. Like, I'd lay in bed every night and watch wrestling. The, the WWE Network is the best investment you can have, man. Because you, get, I've gone in and showed my daughter, Caitlin, she likes watching it with me. And we've gone back and watched TV tapings from the Greenwood Civic Center back in the day when Dusty and the Horsemen and Rock and Roll Express yeah. and the Road Warriors and Akita Koloff. And she's like, they're huge. I'm like, oh, you should have seen them in person. When you, and when you're like eight years old, <laughs> that was full my time. But I know exactly what you're here talking. But you know, but just having that, yeah. it's like this is what because back then when they would throw a punch, the whole all the time, ooh, ooh. I mean, it was like, oh yeah. And even in the in the uh, in the era that you were talking about, even in the late '90s and and the 2000s, it was it was really cool. But we've always kind of had some kind of uh, wrestling influence and something. I'm a huge Ric Flair fan, oh, and. How did it feel when they had Ric Flair playing when you walking down the steps? Because that that just knows. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> goose, get, I'm getting goosebumps. You said it. I got goosebumps. Because we we what we do we we usually play this little clips. I, I just put together a bunch of clips one year of him in his interview bits, and I remember I played it for your dad the first time. He said that is playing before every game, that and we and, and we used to play it during the during the pregame yeah. during like the warm ups. But I said let's play it right before. I'll tell you my favorite thing that you used to play was the Undertaker, Dead Man Walking. When we put that nail in the coffin in the game, they when we had that, that last like, score. You heard the over. bell. It's over. And everybody knew. And uh, so we've always tried to incorporate that. But um, yeah, it's been different to watch it because they don't they haven't had crowds, <laughs> and it's just I give a lot of credit to the to the to the wrestlers because they're trying. I mean, yeah, they're, they're doing. They're trying, but it's it's, it's hard. Just, it's right hard now. to have that same feeling, and you sit there and. You know, my daughter keeps asking me, like, I want to go to a live one again one day. I said, well, I hope we we'll get to go to a live one again one day. So we'll see what happens. But she likes NXT. We we, we get into the NXT I do stuff. NXT Wednesday stuff. night is really, yeah. I'm not really, the Raw and SmackDown just ain't really delivering right now. So for me, Wednesday night is is wrestling night right now. So. That's that's when AEW comes on, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They kind of go on head to head. And uh, so I DVR both of them so I can, I'll like flip the, through them. And, almost like the Monday Night Wars again. Yeah. And they got, and then the NXT guys now, these guys can go. They can go. This big Keith Lee guy they got right now is, he's a man. He just won, he just unified or something, yep. didn't he? He just won both titles. So, uh, but anyway, um, well, man, I can't say enough how, how thankful I am for you to come. You know, we've it's been trying honor. to, uh, get to some former players, um, you know, Elmore and, and, and Quay are on my list too. I want to try to get with them at some point too. And just trying to get to talk to some of these guys and, and really, you know, celebrate 
not only the history that we've had, not only with Abbeville football, but just, you know, life success. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the things about that I've always loved is is because, like you said, family keeps on going. Mm-hmm. You guys continue to stay connected beyond football and, and beyond college and everything like that. And now you get to kind of take it to a different kind of level and pour your energies in now. So yeah. um, that's got to be exciting. It is. It is exciting. It's exciting. To and to do it with guys. your dad. Yeah, oh, that means the world to me. Spending time with him every day. Now, what's it going to be like when y'all have your first disagreement on the sideline because either he got mad because somebody wasn't lined up right or what? What's, what's... First. <laughs> We've had him. We had him back in the day. I know we'll have him again. Because <laughs> I was like, because I, I literally think y'all would probably like square up and lock up like. <laughs> Yeah, we'll try to th- me drop the headsets. I'm like, we're gonna lock up here and, and all that stuff. No, it wouldn't be the first time. Like, I remember that Batesburg game in the playoffs. We kind of locked up that night. Yeah, he was right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's that's such a cool thing, man. A great, great relationship to have, and and I'm thankful for your dad too, man. I, I'm gonna miss him and miss interacting with him. But I'm, I'm definitely I'm a. I'm going to go say I'm a low-key Emerald fan right now. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to have that Purple Rain hashtag ready uh, when needed. But uh, I think it's going to be awesome, man. I think you guys are going to have a tremendous amount of success. And we wish all the best to you and to him and, uh, and to your family, man. Just uh, And girlfriend, everything's good. Oh, yeah, great. Everything, great. She knows she's going to be listening, so we got to oh, give yeah. her a shout-out here. What's her name again? Emma. Emma. Okay. So we got to make sure we give her a shout-out. Um, but – I think it's uh it's gonna be exciting to see how you guys do and um we'll have to do this again man i'd love to it's yep. been fun yeah man all right that's doobie debose here in another uh lw podcast with former Abbeville panther players and hope you guys get to listen to this share this pass this along and oh, oh and one thing i wanted to ask you really quick before i go we got to pick my my my, my all decade team between me and Benji, <laughs> what do you think about the job that I did? Did I did I construct a winner? Oh yeah, L, that LWE team, especially on defense on that back half, I think we we'd handle business. <laughs> you got me and Chunky B and Breon. Nah, we got it taken care of. I mean, how? <laughs> and you think about it. I didn't really get a chance to ask you about it. Just all that talent. I mean, you go back and look over ten years. Yeah, I mean, you pick a hundred people, and it's almost not enough. And you still got about fifty exactly. or sixty more. <laughs> that just that just goes to show you how crazy it was how good we were how good we still are yeah and and we don't know if we'll get to see that kind of a decade again but man it was fun and it was a lot of memories a lot of memories you were part of that and a foundation piece so uh thank you for all your 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 love of the a and and pouring in on the field and off the field that's it guys we'll talk to you guys soon and i hope you enjoyed this podcast and we'll be back with some more later on